evening and welcome to Wanderings and Wool Gathering, episode 151 on tonight's episode. We are reviewing the latest from Apex Twin. It is a uh, just an EP. It's not a full-length album, four songs. Brand new Apex Twins should be excited. And we're going to be choosing some of our favorite songs that have samples from other songs in them. Leading into the show tonight was a little jam called Juno 19, and that is from our old friend JPP, otherwise known as the Phoenix Supernova. And that is from an upcoming project that he is working on. He wanted to share that tonight. And it fits in perfectly with Aphex Twin. It is right in the wheelhouse. So to get started, joining me as always is the lovable one, Mr. Metalhead Mundy. Step inside into his mind, his boy and time, it's Metalhead Mundy. Lovable. There he is. Lovable. 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 Are you not? I don't know who you've been talking to, but. Lacey. I think they're lying to you. Well, someone who's gruff but lovable is none (laughs) other than Teabags. Swinging deep into the valleys of Liptonia. That's nasty. Able to plunge from high altitudes only to land with a gentle splat. That's nasty. Receiving only the finest education from his instructor, Earl Grey. It's... It's... T-Bags. Too hot for TV. <laughs> hey, guys. He has landed with a gentle splat, and there he is. Yeah. It's just, we're one day away from splatter day. My favorite time. <laughs> oh, you. boy. That's it. We're removing him. Back to the <laughs> green room for you, mister. <laughs> Splatter day. Yeah. Well, How's it going? <laughs> great. Great. <laughs> it's going great. It's Friday night. This is weird for us. We have never, that I know of or can remember, done a show on a Friday night. Well, you know, you fill your weekend up with fun stuff and you got to cram a show in somewhere. That's fun true. stuff. What are you doing that's fun this weekend, Mr. Mundy? Oh, you know, some live music. Some sounds like uh, maybe some boating and you know some walking around, probably shopping, all kinds of fun stuff. <laughs> sounds like a party. How about you, tea bags? Oh no, just hoping to get outside. It's been a. <laughs> I feel like I've been trapped inside for months, so I want to try walk the dog. Nothing exciting, but get outside. Mm-hmm. Monday, you said live music. Are you going to a specific show or just? Uh, is live music foggy and i are going to see pantera and lamb of god tomorrow that's right that's where we're spending our splatter day (laughs) (laughs) and then the very next day sunday my lovely wife and i are headed down to southern indiana brown county to see ann wilson of heart oh well yeah that's gonna be great great weekend for you and music and if if my ipad has service Maybe we'll do a quick live remote from Deer Creek tomorrow. Just yeah. for fun. It's so. funny. I was actually thinking about that earlier. I was going to run that idea by you. Yeah, should be fun. So, no music, though, because we don't want to get kicked off. That's how it right. works. Right. Right. Um, Teabags, you had some fun news you were sharing with us a little bit ago. Uh oh. People are excited. Check it out. <laughs> oh, Teabags. Yay. There we go. Yeah. Not a phrase you want to hear from your sister, but yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Nobody would have known, Tony. But yeah. 
<laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's been a weird weekend because I, I'm capturing old, um, you know, videotapes and stuff like that. And there was a we did a, had a party for my mom back in the day that was like a 50s, 60s throwback party. And I did I filmed the whole thing, but I didn't realize how much my family danced because I don't dance for sure. Mm-hmm. But I text my mom because I'm like, you know, I never wanted to see my mom dance. The baby got back. But here we are. So, <laughs> um, I but saw yeah. a picture from that and it looked like I was hanging out with Pony Boy. I'm like, what is this? I got a shirt on, <laughs> the sleeves rolled up. And she's like, oh, it's that 50s party. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. You just need your cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But back to the news. Uh, for the last couple of years, I've been listening to this guy named Easy Mill. Um, rapper and he independent artist and started off listening to a song called idk and he had these really cool um it was just independent but the video was cool his flow was cool he would go so easily in out of his rap into song back into rap and so i'd say go back and check out the idk video that they produced independently but fast forward to you know 2023 and it was announced that he just signed with eminem and dre and actually, I think there's a song coming out with Eminem in August. So uh, pretty cool to see an artist like stick to their guns, go through that independent route and land on such a you know huge label with one of the biggest artists of all time. Yeah, that will not hurt that single for him. The only problem with that is Eminem always outdoes everybody. Right. So you're going to, you know, you're going to look second best on, on that track, but Somebody wouldn't care if they get to sing alongside Eminem. Uh, yeah. Like it would, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. still a pretty large stamp of approval. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, hundred percent. So, yeah, um, yeah, it's no. worth it's worth checking out. And uh, like I said, he's been on my playlist for a while. So, um, it's just kind of cool, you know, when you find music and then it gets to that level. But absolutely, yeah. So, we'll um, put that in the comments. So if anybody would want to check out that video, they can just grab it from the comments. That'll be easier than having it on the screen. Sure. Oh, anyway. All right. Gentlemen, are you ready? Yes, sir. Yes. Really? This was my challenge. So um, basically, it was kind of wide open. You could kind of go any route you wanted. But it was basically finding songs that had samples in them from other songs. Or I guess you could have looked at it in reverse, like a group that you love who had their song sampled by somebody else and kind of go about it a different way. But it's essentially same thing. Songs yeah. sampled in other music. So yep. um, I came up with a couple. Um, you guys come up with as many as you want. Let's get rolling. You got four. I've got four. I um, think I, I have five or six, but I'll make them quick. Well, Actually, I have matter. technically I have three and a cheat. So I knew I knew tea bags was coming. So I had a cheat. <laughs> Good, good call, Monday. Well, you know what, T-Bags? Let's have you go first, then. You do two, and then we'll kind of get back on track. Okay. Uh, let me lump these in together, then. And this is kind of looking at it both ways. Uh, Before you go, is, let's yeah. guess, will any of us have the same song? I don't think any of you will have mine. I'm I going to say no. no there's one, one possibility, but I kind of doubt it. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. Um, so the the two that I could lump together and looking at it from both ways, one is uh, "Ring Finger" by Nine Inch Nails, uh, sampled Jane's Addiction, uh, "Had a Dad," mm-hmm. and 
I remember that being cool back in the day because it wasn't like a 20 year old sample. He was like sampling from artists that were just as relevant, if not more at the time. Yeah. And then, um, and then, you know, everybody's familiar with how it went down, but the, you know, with, uh, little Nas X or whatever sampling, uh, Nine Inch Nails ghost tracks for mm -hmm. Old Town Road mm -hmm. and somehow getting Trent a country music award. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> I thought that that was a fascinating thing, but what, that story, what really resonates with me with that was, I don't know the behind the scenes, but up front in the public eye, Trent made it sound like I'm not trying to take this kid's, you know, what he did away from him. And so, so let it be, we'll work out the details later. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I did not have I feel like one of those. Uh, I feel like the Trent's reaction many moons ago could have been very different. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yes. <laughs> yes. But and good for him. Yeah. Sorry if I took your old town road there, Jeremy. <clears throat> Dag nabbit. <laughs> did you do a Backstreet Boys song? No. <laughs> Dang it. All right. Well, go ahead and go. What do you got? So I'll throw my cheat out there first. Uh, everything else is like sample, you know, one one artist sampling another artist. Mm -hmm. uh, my cheat was um, a band that has come up for me quite a bit lately. I've talked about them, I think, on the last few shows or several shows recently, but uh, Wrathchild America. Yes. So on their album 3D from 1991... I specifically remember buying this album when we were on vacation in uh, Pensacola, Florida, and I got the cassette and just listened to it like the entire week. Um, it's one of my favorite 90s bands uh, that nobody's ever heard of. But on this album, there is a song called What's Your Pleasure? And I mean, it's it's metal it's heavy music so it, there's not really any electronic stuff to sample in it but they use dialogue from hellraiser the movie nice. this song the song is all about uh the cenobites and hellraiser and like the movie 100 inspired this song so they like kind of dropped in dialogue here and there it's it's all pinhead you know, saying, I will tear your soul apart and, you know, stuff like that. But it's very cool. That's cool. That's, awesome. that's not a cheat. That's fantastic. Yeah. We could have done um, <clears throat> Project Renegade, the big yeah. boss and all that. Yeah. I love that they sample those. It really sets yeah. it down. Um, okay. So my first one um, was Ryman and Stealing by the Beastie Boys sampling uh, Led Zeppelin when the levee breaks. Nice. Yeah, you son of a bitch! <laughs> you didn't have that is, mine. It? is it yeah. really? Yeah. Oh, I lost. I bet we have zero. Okay. <laughs> did All you? Right, I did. This is, might be a dumb question because it's such a popular song. But did you know that that's what was happening when you listened to the Beastie Boys? Where you're, you're already a Led Zeppelin person? Yes. Oh, we were huge Zeppelin. No, I did middle not. school and high school. I was yeah. like nine years old when that came out. So no. We I was were, not up. I was not up on my where the levee breaks. <laughs> we got Same. really big into Zeppelin and the Doors um, mm -hmm. during that time period. We were reading like all the Morrison books, and you know, 
just yeah. enamored with Jimmy Page and all that. So yeah, that was huge back yeah. in high school. Gotcha. School, so all right. So there's ours. Tea bags. So which got okay. Um, are you wanting me to lump in two more? Sure. Okay. Uh, same artist, different name. Uh, th- this person has the same artist, but they have two different names. But uh, first, um, Tupac, uh, staring through my rear view, samples uh, Phil Collins in the air. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's such a good track. It works just as well. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously not as good as the Phil Collins track as far as that type of music, but for right, rap, right. it's good. <clears throat> and then um, when he went to Machiavelli, he did a song called Toss It Up with Casey and JoJo. Mm-hmm. And at the end, if you notice, they're talking about how they stole the beat from Blackstreet, No Diggity. And he's, yes. he's basically saying, like, we stole your beat because you you wasn't rocking it right. That's what he said. And I thought it was pretty funny that <laughs> just outright. I mean, that's how they were. That's how they were back then. Right. So mm-hmm. and he just says, yeah, I stole it. You just weren't doing it right. So that's fantastic. Yeah, that's funny. All right. Monday, what you got? What's your number three? Oh, shoot. I stole your three. <laughs> you can go again anyway, if you want. So, um, Back in like uh, probably, I don't know, 92, 93, 94, like me and JPP and like a bunch of our other friends were getting super deep into like uh, industrial music, you know, the Ministry, Nine Inch Nails, KMFDM, all that kind of stuff. So... With that, we kind of were listening to a little bit of techno as well. And we found this group called Utah Saints, who are fantastic. Just some classic old school techno stuff. Um, On their debut album from 1993, I think it's self-titled, they have a song called I Want You, which blew my ever-loving mind (laughs) because... I mean, it's like techno, dancey, super dancey stuff. No live instruments. And they sampled the a riff from a war ensemble from Slayer. Okay. Like, yeah. I, I was like, what is happening? And it's so, so cool. So cool. That's so if awesome. you have not heard that, I recommend that. I Want You by Utah Saints. Sample. Okay. Okay, I'm writing some of these down. So yeah, I've never heard of that ever. Sampled so. War Ensemble from Slayer. It's okay. so cool. It's awesome. All right. My number two was um Two Shorts, Life is Too Short. Which yeah. I love that song. Sampled Schoolboy Crush um from the average white band. Uh, that was just a cool tune back in the day and yeah, a nice little fun sample that you didn't really put together at the time. So, yeah, no. love that. We don't, uh, you don't hear from Too Short anymore. <laughs> no, uh, he's he may be, he may be popping up on that big tour that Ella Cool J's doing. Oh, really? Because I think, I think the whole thing with that is, uh, LL, I think there's like several staples on that tour, but then in every city, they they have different people popping in and out, I think. And I, I want to say I saw Too Short on that list. I awesome. might be mistaken, but yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. Teabags, you're up. Okay. Um, 
I've got two more left. Do you want me to do both of them or just? I've got two more. Okay. I've got one. So. Okay. Sorry, I stole yours, Monday. My bad. That's all right. <laughs> um, well, I'm just going to go do my two and we can work it out because they're the same artist. But okay. Um, Berserk by Eminem. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Billy, I mean, Cla- or- Billy Squire. Yep, Billy Squire. Yep. Yes. But um, I went and looked to see if there's any other samples because that would. It feels like there's a bunch of stuff thrown in there. Mm-hmm. And I thought he sampled Kid Rock, but he didn't. He just referenced references him in there. Mm-hmm. But he did uh, sample Beastie Boys, and mm-hmm. he sampled his own stuff. He sampled Without Me by Eminem. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he sampled Naughty by Nature. So I didn't, oh, I didn't catch the Naughty in there. I didn't either. So uh, there's a pretty cool site. Um, I don't know what it is offhand, but it tells you at what time code in the song that sample comes up. So uh, I was able to find out that, and I did not know that until today. And then um, So Far by Eminem. Uh, I really love it. It it mostly samples the Life's Been Good by Joe Walsh. Okay. Um, Yeah. But there are, I could go down the list. There's There's a lot of different one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's seven or eight other samples in that song. Um, including Walk This Way by Run DMC, and he samples mm. himself again. <laughs> um, so, anyway, that I think... Uh, when you sample yourself, it's just being lazy. I don't want to write anything else. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, no, he yeah. samples himself because he didn't use it right the first time. Oh, there we <laughs> go. That's right. yeah. He's just getting better. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Self-improvement. Uh, that's good. So, anyway, uh, that that was off the Marshall Mathers 2 LP, I think, and... Uh, Kind of underrated in my opinion. I listen to that mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah. All right. Um, I've got two, so I'll do one. You do one. I'll finish Monday. Sure. Um, let's go with um, He Got Game by Public Enemy um, with Steven still singing and the samples from Buffalo Springfield. Um, for what it's worth, obviously, the entire song is essentially that song. So it's more than just a sample. Um, yeah. the, the sample became the song, but it's great. And, and Steven Stills hitting those choruses were so good and having Flav be his hype man. I mean, who would ever thought Flavor Flav would be the hype man for Steven Stills. It's so great. <laughs> I know. Um, but yeah, great song. Uh, I love that one. So Monday. Good pick. So I'm sticking with the industrial theme that I started. Uh, we also, uh, in 1994, we discovered for ourselves, they were had already been around, but for ourselves, we discovered this little band called Frontline Assembly. Yes. And they are amazing. Still making music. Um, they had an album at that time called Millennium, and the title track uh, samples the riff from, I felt like, I mean, it's awesome, and I probably would have picked it anyway, but it's super relevant because we're seeing Pantera tomorrow, so they sample a new level from Pantera. Okay. I think that's how Pantera starts the concert. <laughs> Unless that was just at the... like I looked up some of their set lists previously, mm-hmm. but they were all at festivals. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just the two of them traveling, if it'll be any different, but that's what they opened um, the festival yeah. shows with. That's so. cool. All right. We and shall had, see. One thing that I, I hope is not going to be the case um, on there, it had cemetery gates and it had a video like a VHS symbol, which usually means they play it like without them playing, like in an interlude or something. And oh. I really don't want to hear cemetery gates is that. I want to hear, you know huh. I mean? 
So hopefully they'll play it live. I don't know. I wonder if Phil can hit those notes anymore. <laughs> There's that. I, I don't know, but don't you want to hear Zach play those notes? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm hoping they play it. We'll find out tomorrow. So stay tuned next week and you'll find out if yep. they played Cemetery Gates. <laughs> um, okay. So my final song is Hypnotize from Biggie. Biggie, yes. Love this song. And there are two samples that I know, and I think there were more. But they're kind of cool. So uh, Lottie Dottie from Dougie Fresh and Slick Rick, which is was huge when we were middle school. Everybody mm-hmm. walked around singing Lottie Dottie, which just fantastic. And they t- kind of take the chorus from that. The other one, though, was interesting because when I was growing up and we had that huge piece of furniture in the living room that had the album stacked on the side and you lifted it up oh, yeah. and there was the turntable and everything. Yep. My parents had an album by Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass. Absolutely. And so Herb Alpert's song, Rise, is a lot of hypnotize. Um, Especially the kind of the horn sound in there. It's not really a horn. It's a keyboard in this. But when you listen to it, you cannot not hear Herb Alpert all the way through. And I love that song. Not I was never the hugest, like hugest. The, the, the biggest Biggie fan, because I was more mm-hmm. of the Tupac in that whole battle, but there are a couple of songs that I love and hypnotize is fantastic. So yeah. That's why I chose. There you go. Good call. Uh, one thing I want to say about sampling too that I left off the list, but because it's not really sampling an artist, but I was watching a thing of Trent working on a soundtrack and just like hitting a hammer on top of something that had a cloth on it, you know, mm-hmm. and recording it. And and that's that's pretty meticulous sampling to build your own library of sounds, but I don't know if that constitutes sampling. So mm, that's more of like a foley artist for music. Yeah, come up with this. I, I think, love it. Uh, though. How fun is that? You know. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. you know, just like people like us that, you know, I think we're a little more than casual music fans, but especially for casual music fans. You talk about sampling. I think most people think of like taking pieces of songs and, you know, dropping them in somewhere. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fair. I just, I wanted you boys opinion on how we're defining that. So, well, you could have done anything because I left yeah. the parameters wide open. I mean, I cheated. Yeah. So, so. <laughs> yeah, but I agree. That's a, that is a more is of a clown thing. hitting a keg sampling. <laughs> no, cause he does it live. <laughs> yeah. All right. never mind. Fine. <laughs> No, yeah. That's, so, do we have a uh, challenge for next week? I don't think so. Nobody... I blame you, Tony. <laughs> okay, <laughs> fair enough. Somebody's at fault. I so, I, yeah, I don't have anything on the list. So, we don't always have one when we're doing the show. This is true. This is true. All right, gentlemen, we have an EP, an EP of four songs. From Aphex Twin. And um, the titles couldn't be any stranger. Yeah. Uh, Black Box Life Recorder 21F, Zen 2, Test 5, <laughs> um, In a Room 7, F760, and then uh, the Parallax, Parallax Mix for Black Life Recorder, Black Box Life Recorder. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me, fellas. Bless you. Keep talking while I'm sneezing, if you would, please. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like I couldn't hit rude or something. Couldn't hit my thing fast enough. Anyway, so um, do we want to give Paul's 
breakdown first, or do you guys want to talk about it and then we'll hit it with uh, the person who actually knows what's going on? Um, well, I don't know. I mean, I would like to say something before we get into that. Absolutely. Let's hear it. I, I just feel like, uh, I mean, first of all, this is four songs. So it wouldn't, it, well, it's three songs and a remix technically. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, we wouldn't have had a ton to say anyway, but this kind of music is, it, it sits in this weird pocket for me because I don't dislike this. It, 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 a lot of it is like, I mean, it's pleasant, it, it's calming, there's nothing super crazy or hard or weird on this. Um, the Zen 2 Test 5, like it sounds that a little bit of an old school feel to it, kind of uh-huh. uh, in a weird way. Um, but there's just not a lot here for me personally to sink my teeth into. Like I can listen to this, I can enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I don't know exactly what he's doing. Like I don't know what machines he's using. I don't know how he's manipulating those sounds. You know what he's using to manipulate those sounds. I have none of that knowledge. Right. So I I don't and and there are no lyrics. Mm-hmm. So there's not really a whole lot to hang my hat on here for yeah. me. That said, I like it. I just don't know what to say about it. I know. that's. I feel like that perfectly describes what I was trying to get at earlier, too. was like, it's just, there's no way to really say that I don't like it. And I listen to it. And honestly, if it like came up in my rotation while I'm working, it wouldn't be like, something that's grating and I need to turn yeah. that off. Oh my God. I got to skip that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I just think that there's such a, there's been, this is my personal opinion. There's been such a advancement for lack of a better term and how music can be produced and made and how many people can do it from the time that Aphex twin was this like, wow, that's super crazy what he's doing mm-hmm. to this might just be something you're pushing a key on. And, you know, I, and like you said, I don't know what, I don't know what he, Clearly, he knew he had masterful skill doing what he's doing. I just don't know what it takes, like you don't, without mm-hmm. lyrics. And then without, for me, there was just not enough change to, like... Yes, it did, a lot of it sounded similar. I will, yeah. I will agree with that. Yeah. So, like, I mean, we, we opened up with Paul's music, you know, with this. And, like, I love watching what Paul's putting out on TikTok and stuff like that. And when... And I'll get something different, you know, with Paul. You know, there's and I, and I know what he's doing. I, I see him with the knobs and the, all of the things, but he'll throw that guitar on top of there and it just hits yeah. you. And so um, I think this was just a little middle of the road for me. I'm a little ignorant to it all. I'm a little older. I don't listen to, to so much of that type of music anymore. So it's just a blend of um, just what, sitting in the same spot you're at, Jeremy, with like, yeah. don't dislike it, don't love it. Yeah. Okay. Steve. Well, so when I'm at work, a lot of times I'll put on lo-fi. Like there's different ones, you know, like these Naruto ones that have like a little Asian flair and and, and lo-fi plays in the background. It's not distracting, but soothing, enjoyable as you're working. If I listen to this, it falls into that category. But for me, if I'm really wanting to enjoy and listen to music, that's bad. Like if, if it just blends with the background, then that's not for me a good thing. 
Yeah, so I can see that. I, got I that. put on um, noise canceling headphones to really lock in, mm-hmm. um, and it was okay. You know, it was better, but mm-hmm. I had to make myself sit and listen. You know, yeah. I would not gravitate to this ever. And I think where I enjoyed it more before, like a, a song like Window Liquor has mm-hmm. personality. Yes. Yeah. These songs have no personality. I agree. They sound very stiff, very mechanical, very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't feel like there's enough interesting elements going on here. You just got the fast paced beat and all of them. And then there's some little elements that kind of hit some high notes here and there. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it didn't really grab me in any way that good or music that I enjoy would grab me. Yeah. It's just blends to the background. So that yeah. said, if we did have that knowledge that I was talking about of how this is made, I think it would be a completely different story. I still I think, think it's so electronic that it wouldn't matter for me. Yeah. Well, there's, two- yeah, but I mean, I'm saying like, like if you make this kind of music, you're listening to it and you're like, Oh, that's cool. Oh, I see what he did there. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I like yeah. that bit. I like, you know what I mean? Like you can mm-hmm. break it down a little more. I just yeah. don't think this is interesting. I think you and, and Tony could, probably sit down with garage band and pick songs and make something similar i'm not being mean i just, there is for me there's just no personality to it it sounds I, I very it. much yes yeah i get it you know what now, I mean? in fairness in fairness to the artist we don't know what theme he's going for but clearly by the titles <laughs> it's kind of cold and mm-hmm. you know i mean there there's nothing there that makes you think yeah. you're going to get some sort of like warm human connection but does it put you in a mood or does it do something for you like we know art should make should move you in some way what no matter what kind of art it is and musically i mean i like a lot there's a couple of things i don't like but in general i can handle all kinds of different stuff as long as it moves me in some way yeah this just did not move me at all. that's what i said like i feel like this is just kind of it's just pleasant it's just there Mm -hmm. it's just kind of soothing and calming like it's not it doesn't really evoke much for me uh, you know yeah well for me well i will say if i get noise canceling headphones on it's friday or saturday night and i can sit outside look at the stars and put this on i may feel different my my environment might have some Mm -hmm. sort of influence on you could how much i enjoy this you know but see if, if i was doing that i already have an instrumental playlist that's v- many different types of instrumental music mm-hmm. that are sure. not this i would not gravitate to this i i think mm-hmm. if this came on like you said before i wouldn't rush to be skipping a song but like yeah this is not what i would reach for i will say I with headphones on floating in a pool it was better than sitting in my office <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so <Yes>. there's that. <laughs> yeah. I would say yeah. I could but I could say the same thing for Neil Young. If I'm not at work, <laughs> he sounds a little better. So <laughs> if the if the volume's not up, he sounds way better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> My batteries are low. I'm not at work. Yeah. So, yeah. I, yeah, and I don't want to discount what he does. It's just this just isn't for me. It just I mean, he's uh, made music yeah. that I think we all can yes. agree we've enjoyed. Mm-hmm. So yes. it's not, yeah, we're not hating on Aphex Twin at all. It's just no, this, this one is one, not. Yeah, this one missed the mark for us. I, that's yeah. you know, you like what you like. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I said. It just this lacks personality. But uh, Paul, who is our resident expert when it comes to synth and making this type of music, the uh, mm-hmm. 
the maestro who gave us the video at the beginning, which did have mood and effect that felt good. Um, he said that the first one, Black Box Life Recorder, which in my mind was probably the best of the bunch, right? I enjoyed it more than the other ones personally. Yeah. He said it's rich with busy drum machine sequences and breaks and minimalist synth parts. The pads and bass perform in a loop along with the drum parts and the foreground synth melody seems to be more freeform. Although the tonal portions are not nearly as busy as the rhythms, they have a full blend of chordal harmony, adding a bit of prettiness and calm amongst the chaos. So, okay. Um, See, that's, I think, like, I all of the technical stuff, sure, whatever you say, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, I picked up on the, the calm and the, like, mm-hmm. you know, I get that part, but I don't all the technical stuff i have no clue <laughs> yeah yeah well you said that earlier somebody that makes that music would hear it right it. yeah mm-hmm. that's called foreshadowing tony which one did you guys like best out of the three <laughs> um i kind of like the zen 2 test 5 just because it, it had a little bit of a old school techno feel there's a and it wasn't completely that but i got I picked up on a couple of things that just made it sound kind of almost like early nineties techno ish. What about you, T bags? Um, I liked the the first track, the black box life recorder, whatever, twenty one F. Well and, and I don't know if it was just you know, it was fresh. So it was the first thing I was hearing. Could be. But, yeah, I I don't know. Uh, Paul says that the track two is another classic Aphex vibe. I really like the tight drums in this one with the bass part. And now this is my favorite part of his review. The bass is <laughs> rubbery from filtering and it melds nicely with the groove. I did not pick up on the rubbery bass, but yeah. I love it. Um, <clears throat> midsection breakdown is good. These titles are also common with Richard's work as it seems he likely performs several takes of jams and titles them accordingly and picks the ones he likes best for public consumption. And then he says, I could be all wet, but that's what I speculate. <laughs> I, it's as good a guess as any, I mean, yeah. for how these titles came about. So did you guys pick up on the rubbery bass? It was I'm not sure, in my notes. I'm sure I heard it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Paul really dug the third one. I did not enjoy the third one as much. Did you guys? Yeah. so he he, maybe it's because now paul says it's the most melodic of the bunch maybe when you're we're listening to techno we don't always go for the melody as much i don't know but he really dug it it was good fast-paced beat lots of varying synths to provide some background foreground and variety to the mix richard tends to like having busy elements paired with other more simplistic textures and i definitely heard that because you get a lot, like, you got a very busy beat in the background, and then there's some slow things that, um, uh-huh. maybe that's how he produces that calm effect, even though the beat is snappy. Uh, good catch on Paul's part there. Um, the flip from busy rhythms to sense is a nice touch, is what he says. Okay, Paul. See, the, like, reading his stuff, it just makes me kind of want to go back through it. It's short enough that I would not oh, yeah. mind doing that. <laughs> sure. I would read that more like a, but if I do that, it's going to be more of a scientific approach 
where I might, mm. yeah, yep, 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 but I still don't think it's going to make me feel it. And that's true. That's my uh, problem with it. I mean, I guess. that's fine, but it just yeah. uh, gaining this knowledge from someone who has it, mm-hmm. then like I feel like maybe I can apply it and understand more of what's going on. It may not change how I feel about it, but it might be interesting. Yeah, true. That is true. And and I don't have anything against, I mean, like we've said, we like what he's done in the past. He's definitely very skilled at what he's doing, but still has to grab you. Number four, this is the parallax mix, parallax mix which already, he already had me with parallax. <laughs> and a Green Lantern fan, but um, a good old different version to end the EP with. A lot more reverberated, contrasting drum parts from the first version. I'll have to go back and thoroughly listen to both when time allows, as I'm not sure if it's a different part or we just landed a different starting point in the mix from the previous version. Stays pretty consistent with not much change, but great to have in the background while working. Yeah, there you go. And I Which we that. all kind of touched on. Yeah. Yeah. It really does kind of fit that vibe. Um, yeah. Those lo-fi mixes are great. Um, I yes. love working with those things on. So um, this this definitely would fit that for sure. Um, so Paul gives it a three and a half out of five. That's his. He will definitely listen again. And um, he thinks, and I think he kind of agrees with us here. He says that uh, Aphex Twin certainly was um, more ambitious in the beginning and had more memorable musical moments than this record has. And he mentions donkey rhubarb and window liquor, which we've talked mm-hmm. about. Yes. Um, they tend to be more, uh, with improvisation and nature. And, um, and he said, but nonetheless, the live experience is still something to behold. So seeing a guy on stage doing this probably be something else. Yeah. True. Yeah. Um, tea bags. What do you give it? Um, I sat so much in the middle of the road that I would initially give it a 2.5, but, Given Aphex Twin and respect for him as an artist, I w- I'd probably bump it up to 2.75. And I will go back and give it a listen against, you know, using Paul's notes. But mm-hmm. yeah, so 2.75 for me. Okay, Monday. Um, I'd probably be around that same range, 2.5 to 2.75. Uh, you know, like I said, it's just, it's not something that I'm going to put on you know, terribly much. I might go through it again with all these notes and see if I can, you know, grab something out of it. But I didn't hear anything of these four songs that I immediately then added to my instrumental playlist. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, yeah, Uh, two, five, two, seven, five, somewhere in there. Okay. Um, Stevie. I, I'm gonna go with a two because I'm just I'm middle of the road. Okay. Um, well, no, two fives middle of the road. God, I can't do math. Apparently. <laughs> um, but I just I I guess I'm not gonna go a two five because I feel a little underwhelmed. I guess maybe my expectations are exceeding and, and kind of coloring what I'm saying here. But um, I expected more. I wanted to feel something, and I did not feel anything from these. So I'm gonna go with a two. Okay. And I, it's likely that I won't listen again. If I'm going to listen to Apex, I'm going to go back and I'm going to listen to some of the older stuff that I enjoy more. Fair enough. Um, we're done with the review, correct? We yes, are. Sir. 
Okay, so before we get out of here, in Paul's notes that he sent, he sent a couple yes. of answers to the challenge that we didn't get to. So if we want to like knock those out real quick, I think they're pretty cool. Actually. Yeah, hit them. Um, so his first one was uh, he went Beastie Boys 2, but he went looking down the barrel of a gun, which is yeah. a fantastic song. Forgot about that track. A um, couple of samples he mentioned was uh, Last Bongo in Belgium from the Incredible Bongo Band. Um, and uh, Mississippi Queen from Mountain are both sampled in that song. And his other challenge answer was Daytona 500 from Ghostface Killa featuring Raekwon and Capadonna, in which they sample uh, Lady in My Life from Michael Jackson and Nautilus from Bob James, which he says is the main hook. And he also says Bob James is one of the most sampled artists in hip hop. Uh, who sampled.com shows 1,714 samples used. Wow. With, with Take Me to Mardi Gras taking the lead. And it's been used 471 times. So he's the most ever sampled artist. That's what it says. Wow. Uh, it says Peter Piper by Run DMC may be one of the most recognizable. And they also use uh, Nautilus from Bob James. Huh. Cool. Yeah. That's a lot of sampling. Yeah. That is a lot of sampling. That was fun looking back at some of those songs. Yeah, um, I remember back in the in the day when this came out. Remember there was an uproar. It was almost like then it was sampling, and that's stealing, and then file sharing, and then you know so it's always something yeah. like that. But oh yeah, um, it was controversial back in the day. Well, when I was looking at rhyming and stealing, and I mean, really, I they sampled Zeppelin several times on mm -hmm. that album, uh, and. Uh, all these articles kept popping up. I didn't read any of them, but I'm probably going to go find one where it says why Led Zeppelin did not sue the Beastie Boys for because they did not get permission to use that stuff. Because they realized how incredibly cool the Beastie Boys were. Yeah, something. That's the, an, that's the only answer that exists yeah. in my mind. Yeah. I don't know that there's a person on the planet that does not like the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. Art like professionals, mm -hmm. people who like music, they just like. Or your neighbors next door, just great people. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely went down the rabbit hole. I went specifically to find, to pick which song I wanted to use off of License to Ill, because I knew it was going to be one of like two or three. Right. And it, I mean, just fell right down the rabbit yeah. hole. It, it's just, you can't get out of it. Once the Beastie Boys suck you in, you can't get out. <laughs> and you have to wonder on those first albums, or the first few albums anyway, if, they're just artists having fun and they don't ever think we're going to get this big. So no one's, no one's going to hear it. Let's just sample. Yeah. Uh, and I went, I went there first simply because we did Greta last week. And mm -hmm. that first song or the song that I like the most, the sacred, of the thread starts off with a very, when the levee breaks mm -hmm. like beat. And yeah. so I, it just was fresh in my mind. And so instantly when I started thinking about this, I'm like, Oh yeah, beasties took that. So yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. just that that drum beat specifically that starts that album off. And I mean, immediately when we started talking about samples for this challenge, I was like, "Ooh, I think I might use that one. Yeah. JPP said that sampling has happened since Gregorian chants. Um, what is that? Motets it's either motet, motets Motis or motets. No. Were, oh, motets were borrowed and modified frequently. Um, but back in the day, there wasn't a big social media uproar for Gregorian chants. <laughs> 
<laughs> that I know of. I mean, you know, I wasn't there. Uh, talking yeah. about sampling, like um, La Sex or Sisto and White Zombie came out with that album. You know, there's so much dialogue and little bits and yeah. pieces sampled throughout that thing. They got in a lot of trouble for that because they didn't clear mm -hmm. hardly anything or they may not have cleared anything for that. Yeah. So then when they did their next album, they had to make sure they cleared everything. Well, there was yeah. like, you can't copyright a beat. <laughs> I remember <laughs> like Flavor Flame yelling about that. Yeah. You know? so. yeah. And uh, the, uh, the Downward Spiral is like full of movie mm. samples. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know how he pulled that one off, but yeah. <laughs> well good job guys great show we knocked it out in 45 minutes pretty impressive um personally i like a more full album to talk about rather than just four songs so hopefully uh, yeah ministry will bring it next week i wouldn't mind the four songs if there was a little more to talk about <laughs> true 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 yeah. so next week um, I'm not sure what day we're going to do it on, but on 8-4, Ministry has a new record. We all love Al. So um, I think that's a no-brainer for us to do. Um, oh, we got one last comment here from uh, Props <laughs> for the Quickie. Thank you, uh, JPP. Um, I think that was a text to his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Can I type that? I'm going to leave it up here forever. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh goodness so anyway ministry. sent that one to the wrong place <laughs> yeah <laughs> next week and uh don't forget that you can find wanderings and wool gathering on youtube spotify apple Castbox, stitcher soundcloud soundcloud if you put a cup up to your ear and run a string <laughs> to your neighbor's house you yeah. can probably hear it there too. And um, <laughs> I meant to send that to Tony. Oh, yeah. Good one, JPP. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah. And again, thanking our sponsors, the Kokomo Lantern. You can go to kokomolantern.substack.com and get all that information there. And the pressing issue who does amazing work with comic books, just ask me. I would know. At this time, they're still on Facebook with the uh, familiar red and white logo. So the pressing issue, take care of all your comic book needs and 4411 creative studio. Oh, creative agency. Sorry. Creative is their middle name. And you can go to 4411creative.com to find out more and get in touch with those great people. They will take your business to places you hadn't imagined. And finally, we're going to leave you tonight with uh, what we started off with. And this is an album um, that it's coming along nicely from the uh, Phoenix Supernova, Mr. JPP Creative. He's working on a soundtrack for a uh, colleague's short. And um, he shared a little bit last night. We shared it with you as um, our opening tonight. And we're going to close the show off with Juno 19 from uh, the Phoenix Supernova, Mr. JPP Creative. And here it is. And we will see you next week with Ministry. <laughs>